welcome back to the Not Just a Bikini Girl podcast. This is your host, Jasmine Jeffrey. So this lady, I've just been chatting to her now, I'm already feeling inspired and we haven't even gone into full detail. We're going to be talking about loads of different things here. Overcoming obstacles, adversity, not letting your past define you and the importance of not only a physical transformation, but a mental one. I'm not going to disclose too much because I want this lady to talk about her own story. But welcome Miss Chrissy Fit, aka Christina Bray, to the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. So where do you want to start? Like you we've just mentioned like a few bits, haven't we? Um yeah. but I think I think let's start first with your journey to the stage kind of where it's come from it's very very different I've never heard like this sort of story before so yeah if you just kind of want to chat about what brought you into the competing world basically (laughs) okay um well I think I should start at the beginning so the beginning really was my diagnosis so um I'm a young woman so age 39 I was diagnosed with um, an aggressive form of breast cancer So um, I had treatment for that, which involved chemotherapy. I had um, six six rounds of chemotherapy. I had a mastectomy on the one side and a reconstruction. So at the time, I was just trying to get through that. I can only focus on one thing at a time. So I was like, right, let me get through the cancer. Let me get a new boob. That's my thing for 2015. Yeah. So I finished treatment successfully, had my new boob. Then everyone was congratulating me on finishing treatment and beating breast cancer and giving cancer the big knockout and yeah, yeah, you beat cancer kind of thing. But I I looked in the mirror and I thought, yeah, beat cancer, but I'm literally a shell of a former self. Well, I say shell, but I put on three stones, obviously not a shell in that sense, a shell in the sense of mentally, I was a bit of a broken woman. Mm So I, di- I didn't feel the same about my body. I, feel, I felt like my body had let me down. I just felt I was, I was a lot bigger as well. You know, no hair, no eyebrows, trying to, trying to just look normal again and just, just really, really struggling. How was your, but, sorry, how, where, so talk to us through like your, your body. Like, so what was it like before the cancer? Did it change during breast cancer, chemotherapy? Like what changed it throughout that? Yeah, yeah a lot. So before um, breast cancer, I'd, I'd say I was okay. I was probably like about size 12. Um, I was the kind of girl that would, um, if I was going out, I'd wear Spanx and look okay. You know, <laughs> that was my security thing. I was like, I, I didn't look fat. I, I just looked okay when I was dressed up. Mm. I'd do Zumba about twice twice a month. You know, that was my little thing. Yeah. I'd rock up every now and then. Not massively fit slightly overweight and yeah unfit sorry yeah basically unfit Uh then I got the breast cancer so towards the end of my breast cancer treatment um I started speaking to lots of doctors and nutritionists and I found that it was really important to give myself the best chance of not having a, a reoccurrence of the breast cancer so I found that diet and exercise plays a massive part in health and you know in in these types of diseases so I thought when I get better, it it makes absolutely no sense to carry on with my twice a month Zumba, eating processed foods and having a battered sausage every Friday night. (laughs) I was like, right, (laughs) as a treat. So something's got to change. So um, I I went away on a couple of cancer retreats, which were really, really helpful. So it sort of reset my mind and it showed me, showed me that I didn't have to be health and exercise freak 
but there was a way to have a happy medium mm. where I was exercising and eating well, but still enjoying life. Mm-hmm. So, um, so then I decided I was going to lose the weight that I'd put on. And can I just say at this point, there's a bit of a misconception between cancer treatment and weight gain. Okay. The reason, the only reason why I put on treat weight in cancer treatment was because I wasn't in a calorie deficit. I ate too much. After every chemo, I used to do two things. One, I used to buy a pair of brilliant shoes, like high heel stilettos, bright pink, whatever, to congratulate me over finishing that chemo. Then I'd get um, a battered sausage and chips or fish and chips delivered to the house. I love that. <laughs> this is after every, <laughs> yeah, this is after every chemo. And then, then it just became sort of I was eating a lot more processed foods, yeah. not, not having a great diet. Because I think somebody once said to me, one of the doctors said, just, just eat what you can. Just get through it and eat what you can. And I, I took that very literally. Yeah. So three stone later, yeah, I'd, I'd rock I dropped my treatment and kicked cancer to the curb, but I'd I'd also gained about three stones. So, so I thought this this isn't. Sorry, I'm not very like well versed with chemo. Is is can you not eat during chemo? Is that sort of thing? Um, yeah, so chemotherapy. Um, a lot of things change. So it's an invasive treatment. So you you're on an intravenous drip. Lots of drugs been put into your body, but it changes your taste. But you can eat on it. But your taste buds change. You might not feel hungry. You might feel really hungry. It's, it's different for everyone. But I don't want people thinking, that's why I put on weight, because I had chemo. I put on weight because I ate too much. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but, that's fair. Yeah, so that was it. Um, so then after the treatment, I decided I needed to give my body the best chance. So I, was, I decided to do the body coach with Joe Wicks. So that my body responded so well to that. I, I just thought, oh, here we go. I thought it was going to be another fad diet. So as you know, the body coach, it's based on um, the recipes and the HIIT trainings and the weight sessions. So within a month, you know, I started losing inches and pounds. I'd, I did really well. I was on the Hall of Fame for it. I just absolutely loved it. <laughs> yeah. So three months after that, I then thought, this fitness thing, it's okay, you know, it's, it's it's the one I'm gonna keep going. I, I just, I just thought I'm not gonna go back to my processed foods and my rubbish and my battered sausage and zumba twice a month. I thought I'm actually going to exercise. So then um, I found a personal trainer, Carlos, who was very inspirational, and I started going to one-to-one sessions and doing boot camp with him and doing fit camp. When I started, oh my god, I didn't know what had hit me. It was so intense. <laughs> And he's really... Boot camps are like, yeah. I, I remember going to one, like, my first boot camp. I was like, I've done weights. This will be fine. And I got yeah, absolutely yeah. slapped, pretty much slapped in the face. And all these people were just like, <laughs> ah, you might look like you've got muscles, but you can't do what we're doing. Like, yeah, yeah. No, it's so really tough, hard. isn't it? So it's tough. intense. Yeah. So then I, I did that for a few months. And then um, I'm in a few sort of support groups. And I was in a support group for the body coach. And I met a lady who was 59, and she said, right, I'm going to enter a bikini competition. And I thought, good on you, girl, you're 59, and you're going to get on stage in a tiny bikini with girls who who are probably half and less than your age. So she did that, and I think she came, like, third or fourth. She did really well. And I was like, right, when I get an idea in my head, I'm like, I can't let it go. I was like, right, this is my calling. Something was telling me that I had to do a bikini competition, So I did a bit of digging around. I Googled it and and um, I found a specific category. So I'm not 
I've not got loads of muscles. So I, I noticed that there was a category called transformations. So I thought if I can lose three stone, that will be quite a transformation because I'll have a good before and after. Yeah. I'll have my before quite big and my after was a bit leaner with lots of muscles. Mm. So then I, I said to Carlos, right, I want to do a bikini competition. He was like, come back in a few more weeks. And I was like, yeah, I did. Okay, which I did. And then I said, I still want to do a bikini competition. <laughs> and he was like, okay. And then um, oh, actually, Carlos, when I decided to do it, Carlos was on holiday in Ibiza. So then I decided to get another coach because I was just hell bent on doing this bikini competition. So I got a coach. She was on, she was an online coach and um, she did me a meal plan and she did me um, some exercises that I needed to do in the gym. And the meal plan was very specific. It was sort of steamed fish, broccoli, six meals a day, um, protein. Yeah, loads. And the exercises, I mean, I had to Google what is a Smith's machine. I had to Google what what, what are all these types of lifts? You know, what? What? I didn't Google what are dumbbells, but I I had no back. Yeah, Google becomes my best friend at the beginning of every single plan. And even when I've been listening for like two, three years, my coach puts it on. I'm like, what the is a I didn't even know what a deadlift was I literally everything she sent me I was googling so then I, I started doing this plan I, I just had no idea what I was doing and about six weeks in she said to me you know how are you getting on every week I had to send my photos and I, I sort of gave her the feedback I, I'd actually put on weight and I didn't look any different <laughs> I probably look worse she's like what what's going on Christina you know how how's this happening and I said to her look I can't do it I'm I can't do 15 sessions a week at the gym, which is what we need to do. I said, I've just come from the the, the um, a spa. On the way back, I stopped for some petrol. I bought 24 Jaffa cakes. I ate all of them over the weekend. <laughs> and she was just saying, look, this is ridiculous. You can't do this, behave like this and get the body that you want. So she said, it's not right for you to go on stage. You know, you can't really go on stage and represent me if you're not going to follow what I'm doing so I was like oh okay I was like that's me sacked I think <laughs> so I was like okay plan B anyway I went away then Carlos came back from Ibiza and I saw him at the gym I said right Carlos I said the last coach has sacked me because I, I just couldn't follow the plan couldn't follow the exercise I was like I would have sacked me I was really quite rubbish I was like I still want to do the bikini competition will you be my trainer I've got six weeks to go I want this so much he's like yeah yeah, yeah. no problem so he's like devise me um uh, eating plan and um he told me what exercises to... well he was with me whilst I was doing yeah. the exercises I think that's what made the difference I'm quite a lazy gym goer so if someone says online do do 20 squats I'm doing about 12 and then I'm on my phone and, and Instagramming myself, doing, pretending that I'm doing the 20. I'm, I'm just a complete con. So um, I think I'm a visual learner. So I need someone in front of me saying, pushing me, Carlos makes you do 20 and then he'll make you do another five. Yeah. Just just so you know who's the boss <laughs> and it's not you. I love it. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so we had six weeks to go and I got fully into the training. I, I When I'm saying I put my heart and soul into it, I put my heart and soul Every day I was at the gym doing my cardio, doing my weights. I could see my weight coming down because really I only really had six weeks to play with. And I said to Carlos, I said, I don't want to get on stage until I'm a specific weight, size. That was all in my head. I had my bikini. I was like, right, this is what I want to do. So we worked really hard. 
But um, as you know, prep isn't always plain sailing. So, yeah, I got through the cancer, but prep time, things come to test you. So the week the week of this show, on my first prep, um, because I still had a little bit of weight to lose, I was hitting the gym hard with my cardio. So I, I sprained my ankle like a week a week to go. And I was like, How did you oh, that? my God. I'd overdoing cardio. Oh. So I was, I was doing an hour cardio a day. I think one one of the days I did more than an hour. So I did an hour and then I did my weights and stuff as well. So it was just too much yeah. for for my for my feet or my ankles. Yeah, it's my ankle that I sprained. But um, instead of just saying, right, I'm not doing a competition, I was like, I'm going to do rowing so that I can get this weight off. So I literally had about three or four pounds to lose on the last week. So I just carried on, strapped my ankle up, then did the rowing, did the weights. And that was fine. Um, I think a couple of days before the bikini competition. Oh, yeah, my bikini broke. <laughs> but that was a it good broke. thing, I thought. Yeah, it's just some of the gems. Um, it's like a technical thing. But I got that fixed. That was fine. That's but good. in hindsight, I thought it was good that it broke while I was trying it on in Birmingham rather than on stage. So that was fine. I fixed that. And then the day, it, the competition was in Margate. So the day of the competition, went to... When my friends go to Margate, all the trains were cancelled to Margate. <laughs> of course. You literally couldn't make it up. I was like, I don't even care. Just keep throwing these things at me. I'm getting on that stage. <laughs> I was like, just let's get to. So we got to London. We're like, we'll work it out. We'll get to London and work our way from there. We got a train from London. It took all day. And then um, I got to the hotel, got my tan and everything. And I was like thinking, yeah, it's tomorrow. So I was mentally in my head. I was prepared when I got to the competition, it was quite a long day the next day. And um, my category wasn't on stage till 10 o'clock at night. Oh, my gosh. So I had my makeup done at, I think, 10 in the morning. So I had my bikini on and then had my makeup done. When I had my makeup done, I felt like an amazing new woman. I was like, I'm here, baby. Beyonce ain't got nothing on me. I felt, I felt amazing. I could have looked like a bag of potatoes, but in my head... <laughs> I felt I was going to go on that stage and slay the F out of that show. Exactly. It just felt so good. I was saying to a woman, my, my makeup just looks so, you know, with the bikini yeah. and the makeup, everything sort of goes together. You put your heels on. And I, I was speaking to so many of the competitors and no one was saying to me, oh, you look like you're in transformations. You don't look like a proper bikini girl. Girls were coming up to me and asking what category I was in. So I was like, ha! I pulled the wool over your eyes. <laughs> I love that. And then when, when I was telling them my story, they were so inspired by me. And I, I just, it just made me feel really good. Good. So then fast forward a little bit. Um, 10 o'clock, I got on stage and it was just time to go and do my thing. I could not wait to get on that stage after spraining my ankle, the cancer, the bikini breaking, the, the coach, coach sacking me. Yeah, everything. I got on that stage and I was like, here I am, baby. <laughs> and I went on and I just, when, when I first saw the other girls in my category, I just thought, oh. I've got no chance. That some of them were more like the female version of Arnold Schwarzenegger, ripped to shreds. But luckily, um, I met this girl and she just gave me a pep talk. She said, don't watch what the other competitors look like. She said, go on stage, give them your strongest stage presence, do your thing. They're looking for the whole package. She said, you could be the best body out there, but if you can't pose and if you haven't got a sass, 
you won't, you know, you're not going to play. Yeah. And I was thinking, right, I can do sass in bucket loads. So <laughs> I, got, I was like, that's my unique selling point because I haven't got, I didn't have muscles. I didn't have a six pack. I still had a bit of bingo wings, you know, tiny little things. But, you know, I was like, okay, let's work with what we've got. So I just got on that stage. I even did a little booty clap kind of. Love it. <laughs> bit, of, bit of twerking on stage at the end. Yes. <laughs> oh my god if there's a video of you twerking i want to see it it's, it's out there somewhere <laughs> so yeah i went on stage and it's like they couldn't get me off i was i've done my routine a million million times on stage no one else knows your routine so i didn't do the exact routine that i practiced in my room in my bedroom with the posing coaches it was a little different but i was smiling i held my pose i gave it what i had and I think the judges loved it. Yeah. So, yeah. I remember you saying as well that you went on stage wearing a wig, if I'm correct. Yeah, yeah. I had nothing. Nothing was real. So I had um, I had fake boob. Um, I had socks in my other side because I hadn't had my reconstruction. I had a wig. My wig was the one. Beyonce didn't have anything on this blonde wig. <laughs> Like other girls would probably get very they would get they get it inside their head that they just wouldn't be able to go on stage because they're just not looking perfect inverted commas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But of course. It just shows that it really doesn't matter. Like it's it's just your it's what you're going it's on stage in for. your head. Yeah, it's all in your head. You basically you have to go on stage knowing that you look the shizzle. If you believe that, which I did, call it big-headed or self-confidence. No, and in my, before I got on stage, all I was thinking was, I've worked so hard, I want to place. I was thinking, I'm not going to go on stage and be a wallflower. I'm going on stage, shaking what my mama gave me, smiling. My little mantra was tits and teeth, tits and teeth. So I got on there, I'm, 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 on, my, I'm, I'm on my hip, give them tits and teeth smiling posing holding the pose booty wiggle let them know what you're working with i just think if anyone like listening to this and they're getting nervous before they go on stage re-listen to this because it's just it's gold dust it's absolute gold dust. So, so where does this positivity come from then like where ha- has it come from because it i think with, with any illness or any setback or any kind of obstacle it really some people can push through it and come through better yeah, on the other yeah. side but some people they mm. they let it kind of consume them it can be very difficult so where has this positivity come from for yourself um, i've always been i've always been a glass half full girl so as soon as i was diagnosed i was like right we, we've got to get through this i just i can be very sort of one-track minded obviously it's a massive um, life-changing experience and I know it, I'm not saying it's plain sailing all the way and there was tears and stuff but I thought in order for me to get past it I have to be at that upstage and this is a thing people see the finished product so they see one stage or shiny that they haven't seen the tears they haven't seen you thinking oh gosh my bikini is gonna look crap because I've I've not had a reconstruction or you know I've I, I still look a bit dodgy because because of all these different things. I mean, I could write a long list of all the things that were wrong, well, what you'd say, with my body. But I thought, I'm, I'm not going to dwell on that. The, the fact that I'm wearing a wig, um, I've got false eyelashes, I've, you know, I haven't got two boobs. <laughs> it's just 
you know, I could go on and on, but you, you've got to work with what you've got. I mean, I, I had I had a really nice wig. I felt none of the girls knew my hair was a wig because it was so good. They're really good you know, these had, days. <laughs> yeah, wigs are good these days. Bill, thank you. You know, I had a makeup artist who made me feel like a million dollars. And the other thing was um, that I'll touch on as well. Well, I want to talk quite a lot about this. At the time, um, when I decided to compete, um, I wasn't in the best financial situation. But I thought, you know what? Just because it cost £250 for a bikini, that ain't stopping me. My bikini was £50 from Moda Minx. What? Moda Minx. What's Moda Minx? I've never heard of this. Oh, Moda Minx. It's, um, It's a swimsuit place. It's online where they sell bikinis that look expensive, but they're oh, not. I love this. I'm going to go it's, on it. Hang on. Yeah, have, yeah a have a look. If you are a bikini girl, you know that the average stage bikini is about £200. Even more. I just, I just, I just didn't have the money. So my bikini was £50. I had on twelve ninety nine shoes from Primark. I kid you not. I was, I was slaying in my twelve ninety nine shoes. My... <laughs> My earrings also from Primark, they were two pounds. You know, I, I felt a million dollars and people kept saying to me, I love your bikini. And I love the fact I'm one of those bargain queens. I'm like, oh, it was only 50 quid. Oh, it was only two pounds. I'll tell everyone. <laughs> tell the whole world, yeah. So, I mean, there's so many obstacles that can put you off competing, like financial, your body. Do not let these things stop you. If you want to compete, find a way find a way you you have to if you think that's what you want to do that's so true that is so true like and that's you did purely didn't you purely yes i know purely they're more about like the actual personality and as you say like the stage presence like i do think i, I did another podcast actually it was when i first started this mm-hmm. um with a girl that did uk bff yeah yeah fourth in the finals and it's quite it's meant to be quite a very like strict sort of federation mm-hmm. but she managed to do it on a really low budget like her she got a bikini which was like level one from black ice and that was like very very simple di- diamonds and that, that would still be 200 pounds yeah. level one because i love the black people, ice yeah, yeah. But people kind of think oh i've got to always go for like the most blinged up thing i've got to spend 400 quid when actually no. when I, the more shows i go to actually the more i've realized that it really as long as your bikini fits you like well mm-hmm. it doesn't matter whether you've yeah. got a shitload of crystals on it or a couple it really in the grand yeah, yeah, it does not matter it's what you bring it's your yeah, own as yeah, you say right, your right. package i think people can kind of get a bit swept up into like the whole oh i need everything to be perfect before i'm on stage when actually when you realize as you as you pretty much illustrated things are never perfect before you go on stage and if yeah, you keep yeah. chasing for that perfection, you're never going to be you happy. You won't find yeah, it. Really, you really you will not find, find it, it. And you will never get on stage if that's your mentality. I'm only going to go on stage when everything's 100% perfect. When actually, yeah. Yeah. it doesn't have yeah. to be. Yeah. I should have listened to my own advice because I said to Carlos, I'm not going to get on stage unless I'm less than nine stone. And um, when I got on stage in, in the room, there was a scale and I was nine stone dead. And I thought, I'm not just not going to get on stage now after missing not getting a train spraining my ankle because of one pound I was like that's just stupid when I looked in the mirror I felt really lean and I was pleased with how I looked so again don't just think that way is what you have to be it's it's how you look it's it really really is how you look yeah because you see a lot as well people getting um you know I'm using my stage weight as a reference but it is <laughs> like as, as I've literally did a podcast on this like last week and it's coming out soon like it does not matter 
what your weight is it's only one piece of the puzzle and you can't evoke like how you feel how you look on stage like you can't put a number to that no you really can't it's ridiculous and plus everybody's body composition is, is different so some girls at nine stone will look lean some girls at eight and a half stone will, will look lean it's it's all relative definitely all relative. definitely so you've done more competitions since then haven't they purely haven't yeah. you yes i have yes so um i did after purely i thought I just loved the feeling of being on stage. It was like, I felt like I was on drugs or something. The euphoria, you you just can't bottle it. And I thought, I need to feel that again, just that whole thing and just the build-up of it. Obviously, prep didn't go as well as it could have done, but that was a minor. I thought, that's how it happened again. You learn, you learn. I learned so much from that first prep. So I thought, yes, I really want to have another go with um, with competing. So then there was a new federation called the Ultimate Fitness, Fitness League run by Joe Prosa. Um, and then I thought, right, I'm going to do transformations. And I thought, I love um, all the wings and, you know, like all the dress up things. So I thought I'm going to do theme as well. <laughs> so I did I did the theme category on, on my last competition. That was June the 2nd. So how did you do that one? In terms of budget, because I know I've looked at something where costumes and they could be even more expensive than the bikinis themselves. Girl, I'm the budget queen. I got them off eBay, sixty pounds. You want to see wings? Oh. <laughs> if anyone goes on my page, have a look at my wings. They they look a little bit more than sixty pound. I just I just googled. I thought I want wings, but I don't want to spend two three hundred pounds on wings, white wings. I was very specific. I, I just thought I want to go white and gold. I, I like those colours. So after lots of Googling, I found this most amazing pair of wings. When they were coming, I just thought, I'm going to open this packet and they're going to be either tiny or really, really badly made. But they were neither. I loved <laughs> I can't explain how much I love these have wings. Have you still got them? <laughs> yes, I have, yeah. I'm contemplating whether to put money on eBay because I do love them. <laughs> Maybe. You looked at... Um... I'm trying to think of any other categories that you can do. I know purely do a theme wear, don't they? Yes, yes they do. Glifting girls do. Glifting girls do. So I'll, I'll use the wings again. I think people tend to just have quite different um, outfits for each federation. So I didn't want to rock up with exactly the same outfit, you know, say for glifting girls that I'd used in, pure, that I'd used in the other one, Ultimate Fitness. So. <laughs> so how did you get on in terms of... Was there any difficulties with the second competition you did or? The second competition was much, much better. I said to Carlos um, from the off, I said, right, I want to do this competition in 12 weeks. Um, And obviously he did my diet again and he was there doing my training. And it it just went really, really smoothly. My first competition, um, my weight went up. It spiked up and down probably at the 12 weeks nine weeks it probably went up and down like up more and then down and then it does do that ridiculously whereas this prep um i'd say only on about one or two weeks that it went up the rest it's the weight just fell off i think i was i was just a lot more um disciplined a lot like i didn't have the 24 jaffa cake episode (laughs) like i did on the first prep you know i was eating what i should have been eating and um, I was a bit more meticulous. I was doing things like really getting into my cardio and drinking four litres of water a day. Just 
and I was sleeping a lot better. And I, I was just trying to do the whole package. I know it sounds silly, but things like surrounding yourself with positive people or people that know your journey, people that aren't going to say, oh, come to the pub, come to these parties. If you say I'm going to bed at 10 o'clock, I'm not coming out with you, that they're OK with that. You do need sleep to... Um, to, to for your body to repair sleep's so important and i know that on this prep my sleep was so much better and i'm wondering was that a massive factor why my body responded better everything just sort of fell into place weight was just dropping off really steadily and i was getting a lot leaner i do find personally like and i've mentioned this before like with sleep i i'm no coach i don't know the ins and outs my fiance probably would say that sleep is really good the fat loss and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff but i do find this prep has been a lot better because i have prioritized my sleep and i have said no a lot more to things and i have yeah. really tried to not like limit my circle but like really condense it to like the people yeah. that yeah, actually can okay. get it and understand it and the people that potentially are going to be a bit negative then i kind of just palm off honestly really honestly i just do because yeah, it's like you you've got to, to really protect yourself and your I energy and yeah, prep yeah, I found that my energy was quite drained on the first prep. I mean, I don't think anything can be worse than your coach saying, don't get on stage. You know, you're, you're paying someone to, to coach you and for them to not believe in you. It was crushing. Yeah. But I'm not that kind of girl that was like, <laughs> I said to my friend, nobody puts baby in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many great one-liners in this podcast. I feel like I need to just get all of them and put them in the right podcast. <laughs> so like, with like with what your surgeon said to you as well you'll never be you know you'll never you, what, what do they say about the bikinis he, he said i'd look okay-ish in a bikini like i don't think people realize what they're saying sometimes and no. it can be yeah it can be really hard mentally like even when you, you tell yourself that sometimes and to get someone else saying that kind of yeah gives you that confirmation which isn't like a good thing in any sense no it's not I think for me, the confirmation was when he showed me pictures of people who'd had um, the mastectomy and reconstruction. He showed me some pictures of women around my age, and I just thought, they're not winning any bikini competitions because I just thought, it doesn't look that great. So fast forward a little bit. Um, I have a lot of checkups after my breast cancer. So I had my checkup, and I saw my plastic surgeon, and I says, right, I need to tell you what's been happening these last few months. You know you said I'd look okay-ish in a bikini. Well, I just pulled out my phone and went straight onto my yes. Instagram. I was like, look at this. I was like, Mr. Khalil, look at this. I've, I've gone in a competition, and I've won transformation. This was before I won the second one. He, he, nearly, he, he looked tearful. He just, he's just stopped in his tracks. He was like, this is amazing. He goes, you've taken a bad situation and turned it round. He said, I'm so proud of you. I think he's proud of his work as well. I bet you he's <laughs> never going to say that to anyone else now. The, the oh, impact that you probably made now on so many other women, he's never, yeah. ever going to think in his head to say, I don't think you're going to be okay. People, do... people really take things that the doctors say on face value. And then what made me laugh was he said to me, oh, can I use this picture? Block your face out to show other women. I says, use my picture. I was like, don't block my face out. I've worked hard for this body. <laughs> you can show them. All I want it. them to know who this person is. But it's true, though. Like, you've got to own it, man. Like, you've just got to be proud of it. Whatever the transformation is, you've just got to be proud of it. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not proud mentally of where I've, I've got to. 
Um, even things like, okay, let me break it down for those people who don't do bikini competitions. So, I mean, I'm black, so I've never had a tan. So it was a new experience for me. You have to have a tan. The tan isn't to look tanned. It's to show your muscle definition. So first competition, I rock up. I'm like, okay, I'm ready for my tan. Just tell me what I do. And so they hand me um, a bag. And the woman says, put all your clothes in this bag. And I'm like, um, okay. Right, bearing in mind, I have one good breast and one, one nipple. At that point, I thought, I can't be going on all shy, covering myself. I have to just stand there really proud, like, yeah, I've got one nipple and one and a bit boo, but so what? I'm in a bikini competition getting a tan. Spray me, lady. <laughs> so I stood there proud with my situation, put my arms out, and she sprayed me. And as she's spraying me, she's chatting, oh, what category are you in? And I'm saying, oh, I'm in the transformations. I was saying, oh, I had breast cancer. And she, the woman's spraying me. She's saying, oh, I hadn't noticed. Well, that's the thing. Know. People, I know that whole tanning experience can actually be really scary for some women. It is, yeah. And it sounds like even for me, it was. And I've got two boobs. So it, it just yeah. puts in perspective, like, I had nothing to fucking talk about. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, this, this is what I said to you before. You... I think some people lose sight of what they have. And yeah, definitely. Yes, you're, it's a physique sport, but you've really, I just think you've really got to keep grounded with the whole experience. Yeah, um, yeah, you do. And I think stories like yours are just amazing to kind of, to kind of show that as well. And it's like, it doesn't matter if things aren't perfect. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, your glute ham tie-in isn't as conditioned as you want it to be. Like, you're still... A lot of people don't make it to stage. Yeah, I know. A lot of people pull out. A lot of people pull out. I, I think a lot of people consider it. On both preps, I consider pulling out. Oh, actually, I forgot to tell you. On, on my second prep, I had fibroids. So fibroids are just non-cancerous growth in your womb. So I think it was week six or seven. I had to go into hospital. To have my fibroids removed. <laughs> but I was in hospital, I was thinking, right, okay, I'm still going to try and drink my water. And I just thought, I've just got to get this done. I was only in overnight. But then it, it did set me back a little bit. So then I couldn't lift for, he said, I can't lift for two weeks because I obviously didn't want to hurt oh. myself. But I just thought, if I can't lift, I can't lift. I'll have to just, you know, do better on my legs and give it even more sass. <laughs> I'm still getting on that stage, fibroids or no fibroids. I, I, I won't let things stand in my way. If I decide I'm getting on stage, we're getting on stage. I love it. It's just that that willpower and just resilience and just being like, no, this is an obstacle. It's a challenge, but it's not stopping me. Like, yeah. Just, yeah. Every single, and I guess as you, you can probably agree with this, like every single obstacle you get through, like you just get stronger because you get another one mm -hmm. and you stop thinking taking it so personally like oh why is this happening to me you're kind of like oh, okay cool it's like a tennis rack you're like nope yeah no literally it felt like that the last week i was like sprained ankle okay let's deal with it when the, when the train was cancelled i was like right let's go to london london to margate <laughs> and each thing just kept... <laughs> my friend was like i think my friend thought i was going to start crying i was like it's fine we'll get there we will get there I would have driven. I would have gone back to my car and driven if I had to because I'd worked so hard for those 12 weeks. I was thinking, I need to get on this stage come hell or high water. <laughs> so what advice would you give people then if they're 
going through something difficult right now or they've got some sort of obstacle or just don't yet any girl on prep who's having difficulties and struggling to keep that positivity like what advice would you give them okay the advice i'd give is just take a step back look at how it is it affects you relatively so if it's something like i don't know it's like maybe your partner's not being supportive what you have to do is surround yourself with positive people. So I had, on my first prep, I had a lot of people who were negative, including my coach. I think that was the biggest, you know, spatter in the work. So you've got to keep your circle tight. Just really work through it and just be very sort of bloody minded about it. Just, you've got, in, in front of you, just think of it as a lane. At the end is the stage. Just know you, you have to get on that stage, come hell or high water, doesn't matter obviously everybody has different things going on in their life prep isn't just 12 weeks and you swim it prep is women I'm a single mom I work part-time um you know there's so many different things but I, I didn't want to let any of those mean that I wasn't going to get on stage and I think you know some people say oh I've got this I've got that and kind of like use them as excuses and I just think you know if, if I've got if I've had one boob and, and no hair and you know, I can still get on stage thinking I look like the, the bee's knees and Beyonce. Anyone can do it. It's all in your mind. All in your mind. It's so true. And that's why I always preach to people like you've just you've got to work on your mind as much as mm, your body. Definitely. Whatever way that is, whatever way you want to do that, you've got to do it with this sport. Or just yeah. in life generally, even after you compete, like still listen to podcasts, still you know, read, still do like surround take those actions surround yourself with those positive people like it's amazing the impact it has and even for me this year I've really reduced my friendship circle again and a few years ago I would think of that as like oh there's something wrong with me when actually it's not if they if they're not on the same wavelength as you if they're not being supportive then you've got to take a step back and think what is right for me right now and yeah yeah, just being a bit selfish but not being like I think unapologetically being like that but obviously you still be a nice person but there's I think there's a balance yeah. do you know what I mean yeah you definitely need the balance because I, f- I find that if you surround yourself with people who aren't supporting you it drains your energy so much you feel like you're having to constantly defend yourself and like prove yeah, that what you're doing like you shouldn't have to prove what you're doing to anyone you shouldn't have to yeah, but it's not, at the end of the day, it's not normal to carry like six boxes of Tupperware and four litres of water <laughs> around in your handbag and run off to do cardio every day. So the people are obviously going to judge you for that, you know, and people, people, sort of the normal people who aren't competing don't sort of see the, the importance of, of following the plan, which, you know, you have to follow if you're going to compete. You, you can't be sneaking off. But, you know, KFC and Chinese. Yeah, you can have a cheat meal on, on some plans, but you really have to be quite disciplined. And I think that's what a lot of people who don't compete don't realise. They just think, oh, just, you know, you're just at the gym a couple of nights a week. It's, as we know, as bikini girls, it's a lot more than that. So how do you find more. it being a single mum then? And you've got a part-time job. Like, how old is your little one? Um, well, my son was 15 at the time. My son is the sportiest person going so he, he was saying to me, Mom, go on. You're going to be late. Carlos is going to be making you doing extra cardio. And he'd be like, yes, get to the gym. And he just took it in his stride. He, he'd just see it like, I'm at the gym now. You know, he, 
you know, he wasn't, I mean, because he's quite older, I haven't got to sort of pick him from school and take him to school and, you know, that kind of thing. But I did sort of find um, parenting, I just, not was slacking, but I was getting him to be a lot more, to do a lot more things on his own. So he, he sometimes he'd have to sort his own dinner out. We had a few microwave meals because you haven't got, I think there's a, there's an analogy like you, you, like spoons you've only got say 10 spoons and competing takes maybe six spoons parenting takes three spoons you know doing the housework takes another three and then you run out that's it you've run out you haven't got enough to go around so, so something has to give and I remember at the end of prep I looked around and I was like oh my god <laughs> it just feels like there's everything is just everywhere there's like I'm behind on the washing you know the fridge is empty <laughs> You know, I just thought, right, I need a week just to catch up. The, the last week was just ridiculous. You do you do find that. Everything just kind of looked like my washing. Well, I could show you my washing basket right now, and it's hilarious. Um, yeah. But that's like the that. thing. Something does sometimes, ha- it sometimes has to give, doesn't it? It really does. But it's all good. Uh, it's all in a pendulum, I think, with, for competing. One thing comes up, but then another thing kind of slacks, but then you catch up. Like You, you, just, you catch up, you catch yeah. up yeah. Stay on that pendulum, <laughs> just keep embracing it, swinging, and then you'll be fine. Yeah. And you'll be like Beyonce. So. <laughs> sorted. Sorted. I mean, so what are the plans for you for the rest of this year, then, competing-wise? Are you going to do more? Like, what is your long-term? Now you've kind of got into this, what is your long term kind of vision when it comes to competing and all that sort of stuff right so I think I'm done for this year I won't compete this year because um this year I'm I'm having breast surgery so I'm having my reconstruction so next time I want to go on stage I should have a matching pair and (laughs) so yeah that's my plan so I'll need to rest and recover it's it's quite important with my breast surgery that I definitely don't lift so I don't want to rush things and compete this year. But next year, I'm definitely going to go big on the theme. I really want to nail theme. I want to go back to Pure Elite, Ultimate Fitness, um, possibly Glifting Girls, and go in with some big theme wear. The yeah. biggest <laughs> wings ever. Yeah. Yes. Grace the <laughs> I love it. I love it. So what do you think competing... Well, I guess, like, what is... Obviously, having cancer was... I can ima- I can't even imagine like, how difficult it was. Do you, what do you think mm-hmm. it taught you when it came to competing? Was there any kind of similarity? I don't know. Like I'm just trying to understand. Yeah, how yeah there was actually. actually. There, was, there was um there's quite a few some similarities because to go through chemotherapy you do need to be resilient. So it's not just a case of you just go there get get a few injections. It's it's continuous. So every three weeks your body's being subjected to intravenous drugs but in order to get the drugs you need to be physically well so they'll do blood counts and um I had a lot of problems with my blood sort of staying at the right levels you know because I wasn't eating the right amount of things and I wasn't eating enough vitamins and you know my white blood cell levels just kept dropping and I had to really dig deep and that's the time when um I went to my doctor and I says look I know I'm having the chemo, but I, I need something else. So can you refer me to, to somewhere else? And he referred me to a holistic cancer centre. That helped me so much. So then I started having counselling. I was having Reiki. Um, I was having aromatherapy. So mentally, I had to get to that place. I felt calm. With a cancer diagnosis, you have to accept it. 
you have to accept that you have cancer. You, it's hard to sort of sweep it under the table. It's, it's kind of like getting your head around it. Once you've accepted it, you can sort of move on. Cause I, I never wanted to get to that why me phase. I've always tried to sort of, I can't say why me. I've always been quite sort of um, pragmatic and thought, well, statistically, you know, one in five people might get cancer. So I, I'm just the, the unlucky one. It's just a genetic mutation. I think that's a good way to think of it as well, though. You're you're trying to, you're taking that emotion out of it, even though it can, like, I can imagine it be quite an emotional quite situation to be in. I think it's something yeah. that you can apply to a lot of different things as well. And even on prep, like, taking the emotion out of it and as you saw it, see it for what it is. And what I think once you, in anything, I think once you accept it, then you can actually yeah. start to move forward and really... Move on, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Oh, I love. I really do. Thank you for coming on with this. Like, it's really Thank opened you. my eyes to just. No, it's, it's a different. It's a different kind of journey that I've never heard before, and that's why I was so excited to have you on. And. Oh, thank you. I think it's really gonna. I don't know. I'm really interested to see what everyone thinks of this podcast. Okay. I okay. think it's gonna do really well. But um. Thank so yeah, is there any kind of last things that you wanna touch on at all, or? Um, I just want to say that just I wish all girls who are doing bikini competitions would just really believe in themselves. You see a lot of girls that really beat themselves up. And I think with, with bikini prep, I, I guess this happened to me as well. When you look in the mirror on show day, you still think I could be leaner. After show day, you look at the pictures and you think I was as lean AF. <laughs> and you're like, what was I, why was I thinking I wasn't lean on that day? Your mind plays tricks on you. you. You don't actually know how how good you look and how lean you are on the day because you're so conditioned to to think, oh, you need to just be a little bit more leaner, a bit more this, a bit more that. So, and the, the main thing though is when you're on stage, enjoy that. I enjoyed myself immensely on both competitions. I completely loved it, loving my life up there. And that that's what you've got to do. You've, you've worked so hard, and I just thought I've not worked twelve. 12 weeks hard not to enjoy myself I'm like they're they're getting a twerk they're getting a cheeky hair they're getting all the hair flicks going yes I love it why not though why not I love it right thank you so much where can people find you if they want to kind of message you catch up with you follow the rest of your journey like where can they find you so they can find me on my Instagram which is Miss Chrissy Fit so if they go on there they can see what I'm up to see all the different things that I've done. I've also collaborated with Gymshark as well. Um, this year, I was um, the international woman um, that they chose out of um, a group of women. So I've, d- I've done a lot of things um, since doing transformations. It's opened up a lot of doors. So, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening, everyone. If you have enjoyed this podcast, then please do give it a shout out or subscribe. Any action of support, if that even is the way to do it, like would be great. Um, I think you can all agree that whatever problems that you listen to before this podcast probably seem very irrelevant, uh, which I think is a good thing. We always need to get brought back down to earth, what's important. And yeah, keep being inspired by amazing ladies but like Christina. So thank you so much. And I'll see you guys. I'll see you guys in the next episode.